Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Friday morning, uh, July 2nd, and uh, I am grateful that you have chosen to be a part of this today. Wherever you are, however, whenever you listen to this, I wish you God's grace and goodness and uh, God's loving mercy and presence uh, this weekend, not only today, whenever. Uh, it is uh, it is wonderful to have you. We're going to read a, a gospel reading, the, the reading from today. We continue sequentially through Matthew's gospel. And uh, Matthew is going to write a self-referential uh, piece today. Uh, he's going to put himself within the gospel. And then after that, I've got a special surprise. I talked to you about that yesterday. I've got my brother and uh, my sister-in-law here. Uh, both of them are missionaries and ministers uh, over in the Middle East, and we are going to talk to them about their ministry journey and about their mission. And so uh, let's read the gospel first, because we always need to root ourselves in the Word of God. So following along at home, it is going to be Matthew chapter 9, verses 9 to 13. So let's break open God's Word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the customs post. He said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. While he was at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat with Jesus and his disciples. The Pharisees saw this and said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? He heard this and said, Those who are well do not need a physician, but the sick do. Go and learn the meaning of the words, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, at root, brothers and sisters of this gospel today, is a simple call and response. And if we know anything about our God, and I think our God, by God's goodness, invites us to know these things about him, that's the root of who he is. It's call and response. God continually calls us, but the response is in our hands. We need to say yes. So today I want to talk about the yes of my brother Mike and my sister-in-law Ginger. And with that, I uh, welcome both of you, and I thank you both for being here today. Thanks, Joe. Good to be here. Thanks, Joe. See, don't they sound delightful already? Do you just want to listen to more? So let's get into it. So you both have been in ministry, and, and we sat around last night. It was a gorgeous evening, and we heard the, the story uh, the, the connecting love story of Mike and Ginger. And I won't go over that for everybody here. It's a wonderful story, though, if you ever get to sit down with them. But in the midst of that, we learned, I mean, it's been almost 30 years that, that both of you have been in ministry. Um, Mid-90s, that fair to say. How did you come to say yes to ministry? How did you come to say yes to Christ? What did that love story, not your love story, what did that love story with Christ look like? And yeah, we don't have a two-hour podcast. We all understand that. But what would that look like? How did that look like? And how does that look like? Because it's never an ancient history thing, is it, in our faith, in our faith walk? 
Yeah, Joe, it seems like it can't stay, stay as an ancient history thing. I think it is, you know, I, I feel like um, it's providential that we got the chance to read the, the Gospel of Matthew um, this morning and, and hearing Matthew's call because I think that is often, you know, that in my life, you know, Joe, you know, we grew up in a dear family. Mom and dad loved God deeply and um, raised us to, to love God deeply. Um, it just comes to the time where I knew that, that Jesus wasn't just calling mom and dad to follow me, but was, but it had to be me too. And, um, and I, I loved God, but I know it was when I went to college that I started to really realize like, no, it's just, you know, I've got to, I, I started going to the, the local, um, Newman Center on near my campus, and it was honestly a very discouraging situation. And I, re, I remember calling out to God deeply and saying, "I want, I want to follow you. I don't know how." And um, and I and and as you know, I just didn't know because I knew I couldn't get what I needed at that local in my my local community, and uh, and some people from a, a interdenominational organization. Um, came by and um, just invited me to study scriptures with them. And so that was the first step for me where I started to just embrace the call as much as I knew how. I knew I wanted to, to live for God. I knew I wanted to follow in the way that, you know, Matthew is even describing here, getting up and following him. Mm -hmm. But for me, that was the moment where I, I just really realized it isn't just about belief. I can believe things and sit, you know, Matthew could have stayed in his tax collector booth yeah. and believed all day long about Jesus. Yeah, what a great but, guy, yeah. what a great guy, but uh -huh. from a distance. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. but the action that Matthew had to take, uh, that step of getting out of the booth, giving up, you know, whatever, you know, sometimes it looks like giving up a lot, like for Matthew, and but for me it didn't, but it, but it did require that step of, step of action um, in following, and because that's, that's faith, faith is, making choices based off of beliefs, not just believing passively. Well, and in a sense, you did have to give up something uh, because you gave up a, a comfort and a security of what you knew mm -hmm. into moving into something that, that you didn't know as well. I mean, you had grown up in, in uh, you know, those Catholic circles and, and knew that routine well and, and stepped out into a broader understanding of, of where Christ is and where he's calling at that point. How do you both nurture your faith now? Again, we, we talked about how, listen, uh, faith isn't a museum piece. If it is, it's, you know, wonderful. Let's go look at it every now and then. And it's, it's you know, we resign it to history. And, and that's not where Jesus Christ is. He's, he's not I, I was, as he says, his name is I am. So how, how do you nurture your faith today and nurture that love relationship? Well, I would say, um, you know, a lot like we're doing right now, that the, the word is washes us like water. And I think every day my practice or one that I really try to press into is just being washed with the word like daily to sit and read, to listen, to, to have scripture, um, like just to listen and listen for, Lord, who are you in this? What does this show me about your heart? And what does this show me about me? And 
what are you, you know, impressing on me? Is there a word or is there a phrase? Um, is there something that you would want me to take into this day where I can say yes to you because of something that was here? Mm. So um, I, yeah, so personally, I think that looks differently. You know, all of us are created differently and find connection with the Lord and, you know, come to life in different ways while we're doing different things perhaps. But that element of, of having having scripture, having the word in part is so important to me. I love music. I love worship. Mm-hmm. I cry every single <laughs> Sunday. Like, and I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just something in my heart unlocks with worship. And I know that that is a big piece for me, but, um, I think, yeah. And, and the more I engage my senses also is a way I nurture my faith is when I come to prayer, I, um, you know, I pray out loud. I try to be by myself so I can pray out loud. Although now with everybody who's got things in their ears that I could pray out loud and people would just assume I'm talking to some device. So, um, but anyway, you know, yeah, I think paying attention to how the Lord has made me, but yeah, that piece of scripture, I don't know. Yeah. How or when, so, okay. We've talked about how, how God is calling. We we're nurturing that relationship. We know that we have to say yes. Um, how and when did you realize you were called? And I don't want to say just because that minimizes, that's not the right thing, but that you were called to a life of ministry. Um, and, and what that meant is, you know, to be minister, to, to be ultimately missionary, but even before missionary as minister, that, that you weren't called to be a, a tax collector, you know, like Matthew, who's living the word and God bless them. We need good tax collectors who are living the word of God. And we need good lawyers who are living the word of God, but you were called to be minister. Um, how and when did you both realize that that was, was where God was inviting you? Yeah, it's a great question, Joe. And I, um, you know, I, I do think there is a part where when we, like Matthew, respond to Jesus' call, we, are, we all have to operate under the assumption that we're ministers. And that is regardless of who pays our paychecks. Yeah. It might be Wells Fargo. It might be, yep. um, That's a great it point. might be, That's a you know, great Campus point. Crusade for Christ. It, yeah. do, it doesn't matter. And so... I think for us, you know, again, each of us have a different story, but I, I think where the similarities for us were, we really sensed that God was asking us to, um, that, like we just saw, we maybe saw the better opportunity. Like we were, uh, to be able to just engage all the time, give, give all of our time toward engaging in, in conversations with people about, uh, about faith, about Jesus, about truth. And, uh, and that's where we saw the invitation and, and as we were wired, where it made the most sense for us to step forward. But I'm a firm believer that, you know, that you, let's, let's say the tax collector, that there's some, there are people who are just gifted with numbers and, and know the best way for me to serve and step forward in faith is to be a minister uh, in the IRS. To be fully who I am. Fully who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and see it as a mission field because yep. it is a mission yep. field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What drew you? So I, I mentioned earlier for those listening that uh, Mike and Jen listen, or they minister and mission over in the Middle East. What drew you to the Middle East? And, uh, and not only drew you there 
momentarily, but has drawn you there for the last 15 years where you have uh, raised a family and, and lived as, a, as husband and wife with three children, two of them, if, if memory serves, born over there. Finn would have been born here, mm-hmm. your youngest, and, and uh, shortly thereafter, because there are lots of challenges within there. So what drew you there, and how is that living in the midst of, you know, a thousand miles away, half a world away, and raising a family in the midst of it? Well, the short answer is Mike drew me. <laughs> I, but I had been really captured by crossing culture and just talking about Jesus because I had been so changed. Like when I said yes to really following Jesus and kind of giving him all the areas of my life around my sophomore year of college, it was pretty much like, okay, you got it all. What do you want to do with my life? And mm-hmm. and it really was, I had such open hands and I just knew I wanted to work with people and make a difference. And so for me, that was much broader. And I had, I just loved in college. I just loved talking to people from every, you know, every background, just hearing people's stories and hearing what faith looked like for them and how, where they were. And you know, so learning how to talk to people about faith things and leading Bible studies. And, you know, so I think that that carried through. And so I just knew I'm like, this is the most important decision I've ever made. And I, I was thriving. And so it made sense for me to step into that. And so, and I loved crossing cultures. And so I had, um, when I, before meeting and marrying Mike, which that was like, he and I got married when we were 33, so we had a decade of being single and also ministering on campuses in those years. And so uh, we had both been in different countries, and I had never been in the Middle East or Central Asia type area. But for me, it's definitely more like you love the people. You fall in love with the people. And so it doesn't. it's much less about where we are than... You know, once you fall in love with the people, you love the place. And so, um, yeah, but Mike's mm-hmm. story really is more where he fell in love with, with yeah. Jackie. And I'll just, I'll be really brief. I, um, when I first fell in love with, um, well, it, it, I was always attracted to that part of the world. But I, we had an opportunity to go to, um, to Turkey in particular, and that's where we went. We've been in a role that, now the last few years at overseas 10 countries. But, but for me, the thing was, um, like I just saw something even yesterday where 75% of the people in the world that have never heard Jesus's name are in 12 countries. And four of them are countries that we get to look, you know, that we're, we're kind of helping to give leadership to. And I've always been attracted, um, to feel like I want to, I want to be a part of helping people who haven't heard the name of Jesus to hear it. And so going to that part of the world was a natural re- uh, result of that. You may have just answered this question, but uh, I want to ask it anyway, because I think it's important that that we all ask that question of our lives, whether we minister at Wells Fargo or wherever it is we minister. But to what end do you minister? 
what what is the the goal of your ministry and mission? You said you fall in love, you fell in love with the people, and so therefore, if the two of you have, I'm certain your children have, you know, and 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 you love being a, a, a part of of their lives and and they being part of yours. But to what end are you? Where are you hoping this this goes? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. Well, I, there's different ways to answer the question. I, I really, I really enjoy the question. So, you know, again, you know, Jesus, um, you know, in, in the gospel of Matthew, you know, it, the, the gospel of Matthew wraps up with Jesus saying, Hey, go to all nations, to all peoples, baptize them in the name of the father, the son, Holy spirit, teach them to obey everything I've commanded. And then he you know, and then he ascends. But that just seems like a, okay, I got to do this because Jesus gave me the great commission. So you're baptized, uh-huh. you're good. I'm going over here to you now. <laughs> yep. and, and almost a task-oriented uh-huh. thing, which I got to believe it's more than a task-oriented thing. Yeah, it is. But I will say, but again, you know, this is where I think when, when Ginger was talking more uh, earlier about... <laughs> it's lively, lively yeah. here. Welcome yeah. to the Zenk House and, and the uh, Cup of Joe podcast therein. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, as, we, uh, as we're engaging in, in, like, trying to stretch our faith, you know, and trying to live as people of faith and not atrophy, you know, and, and have it be more of a, our, our faith as, as an heirloom, if you will. Um, and so, you know, the more we do that, I, I just think, you know, if, if we do expose ourselves and, and put ourselves as best we know how in, in the presence of God and, and you, know, re, you know, reveal truth and talking and listening to God, I do think the commands become internalized. And, uh, and so, you know, I think we live in a time, Joe, and obviously you know this, we live in a time where there's so much pain and so much uh, anger and hurt and lack of hope. And I have to ask myself, you know, do I really believe that, you know, if people actually lived in the way that Jesus called us to, if we really, if, if we were really all more like Jesus, would, would the world be a better place? And man, oh man, I sure think we would. Can I speak to that? I, I just, to me, I think that that whole idea, and I appreciate your your point, is is I think that's ultimately the the real point is. Listen, if if Jesus is the salvation of the world, and and to use that word salvation coming from salve, the healing ointment, that that if if he really is the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, if if that really is the essence of what that relationship looks like, if I have fallen in love with this person, don't I want to share that love and that salvation, that salve, that healing medicine with the world, a world which is wounded, as you say? And and isn't that that's just the natural, you know, of of course you want to know him. Of course you want this relationship. Not because I'm commissioned in, in Matthew 28, but because it's, it's the ground of my being. It's the lens, like Mike, you intimated. It's the lens through which I encounter the world that becomes internalized. It's, it's, it's not an external thing. It's, it's, it's who I am in, in Christ. And gosh, I want you to know that and, and, and things as well. Um, well said. Um, Okay, so we've been going on for a while. In, in a couple of qu- last questions to, to uh, bring this to a close. So 
you know, there are some people out there listening, uh, you know, who are uh, everywhere on our faith spectrum, from those who are beginning uh, that faith journey to those who uh, have walked very deeply in the waters uh, and, and swam therein. Um, what advice would you have for anyone who is looking uh, to say yes more to Christ? I mean, you, you intimated that in your sophomore year, Ginger, uh, that, okay, yeah, it's, it's all yours. How, what, what advice or wisdom would you give to anyone listening out there uh, in their faith journey and, and how we can all walk closer with, uh, with God? You know, I would just say in brief, it, again, maybe it sounds trite, Joe, but um, I think it's reality that, you know, we need to put ourselves in a posture of humility. You know, we, I was, had the chance to join you last week. We talked about John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Yep. We talked about yep. humility. And I think if we put ourselves in a posture of humility, you know, wherever we are uh, on, that, on that spectrum, as you say, but put ourselves to, in a position to listen. And again, you know, I think there's, I, I think reading scripture is a, is a fantastic way to be um, exposed to God's word. I think there's, you know, reflection. Uh, right. Jerome says ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. How yeah. can we fall in love with someone without knowing more who that someone is? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you know someone, you, you like, by, by actually then just saying, okay, what does this require of me, as you just said, and, and just taking a small step. And as you, as we take those little steps, I think then, you know, that's, that's kind of how God has made us. Yeah. If, I, if I just, you know, Scripture says, don't be, you know, uh, hearers of the word only, but doers. Mm-hmm. And if I just remain a hearer of the word, it will always stay in my head. And somewhere along the line, I think, you know, since the, since the, uh, um, uh, the Renaissance, I think we, we thought that reason and, and knowledge was enough, but it never, it isn't that we're, we're required to step forward in it. And so just, I think we all get these little invitations every day to say, am I going to step out in, in what I'm learning or am I not? And, uh, and whether we're three days into this you know, relationship with God or 30 years, we all are invited to take next steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well said. That, that, that yes, I, I often say that, you know, if I'd only have said yes to my, to my wife, Renee, on the day of our wedding, how would our, mm-hmm. how would our marriage mm-hmm. be? Mm-hmm. You know, that yes must be continual. Mm-hmm. Um, last question. If anyone listening to this would like to assist you in your ministry in any way and in your mission mm-hmm. how might they do that yeah well thanks I, I mean I think there's several different ways maybe one way is is you could just <laughs> write an email to me at Mike underscore Zank at yahoo.com I you know what we do is we send out a monthly newsletter people could follow our follow just hear a little bit about what we do monthly we try to share stories about what we're seeing God do in in on the other side of the world and also give a little bit of a, a sense for our personal lives mm-hmm. um, and our kids and our our needs in prayer yeah. just yeah. yeah how to pray for mm-hmm. us and so that's a it's more of an up close and personal way and and so if there are prayer requests or financial needs that that's always a good way to be aware of them and so that might be my my invitation again if if anybody has interest Mike underscore Zank at yahoo.com would be a great way just to make contact. 
Um, and Zank is Z is in zebra, E, N is in Nancy, K. So Mike underscore Zank at yahoo.com. Mike and Jen, thank you so much, not only for taking time this morning uh, to share your, your faith story. Uh, thank you for your yes to God and God's people and the people of the Middle East uh, and, uh, and for furthering that kingdom and spreading that love that you both know and, and have experienced to others. So good. Uh, my friends, thank you for being with us and listening uh, to their story. Let's uh, pray together and uh, send us on our ways for our weekend, shall we? So we finish our glorious mysteries today, uh, and uh, we are going to lift all of these. Uh, now, this will stretch Mike and Jen. This is good stuff. This is, uh, this is we're going to give all these prayers to Mary. And, uh, and today we uh, begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with the fifth glorious mystery. Mary is crowned Queen of Heaven. Uh, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Matthew, pray for us. Blessings to you, my friend. Have a wonderful uh, weekend, uh, a marvelous long fourth weekend, and look forward to breaking open God's word with you next week. God's peace.